You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another Cooperative Multiplayer Live. This is the first of 4-1 Games on Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Garmer. And I know we're like a couple days, well, we're a day later than we usually are in our little window. But it's alright. We're here at least. And with me today is my usual co-host, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, how have things been for you in this sort of weekend a little bit over? Pretty good. Playing a lot of games. That's fun. Yeah, I've been playing more games than usual, so that's always uh, fun on this end as well. Uh, to, to have the ability to not just play like, the same couple things or whatever. But that being said, what have you been playing? Uh, Mad Max more. I finally got the second stronghold. Uh, picked up Everybody's Gone to Rapture. I played about an hour of that or so. I haven't beat it or anything. Uh, it's fine. It's like British Village Simulator 2015 or something. Well, it didn't take long for my kid to come in here and ask. Go ahead. She's just going to be loud. Uh, so, it's fine. Like, I haven't got too deep into it or anything. Uh, I picked up Buzz Quiz TV for PS3. And I'm happy about uh, that. How is that? Uh, and what is that? Hey! Shh! Go ahead. It's a uh, game show game. You get, like, the four controllers, comes with it. And you okay. Do, uh, I just wanted... I got it for 20 bucks, which is good. Because that thing is super kind of rare nowadays. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, when, did it, when did it come out? 2012, 2010, maybe 2011. Ah, like okay, you can, yeah. you can find them, you can find it pretty well, but it has like a little USB wireless dongle because the controls are wireless. So, a lot of like things don't have them, like the uh, like the box sets don't have it. So that's kind of annoying. Uh. I beat Life is Strange, I beat Tales from the Borderlands, and I've been playing a little Tales of Hysteria. So, how is, uh, Tales from the, how, how did you like the ending of Tales from the Borderlands? It's fine. I, I, I think I much prefer, uh, Life is Strange. Uh, I, get, I think it just has a better story, even though it doesn't explain a lot of what's going on. Borderlands just got kind of it turned into a Mega Man, like a, a Megazord fight. Ah, awesome. Now I have to uh, play that for sure. Like, you, you literally, like, you, your characters, well, you set up, have to set up a team, but your team basically gets inside of the robot because it gets bigger, and it's, like, in the chest of the cavity, and, like, even everyone sits up, like, how they did, like, the old Power Rangers shows. Oh wow! That's I'm like, awesome. 
each character can like has like a move set they can do, and the robot can like transform. Wow! I love how that, that's just this. Ah, man! No, I want to like go go fight it. So that's just so it just ends like that, like just. Pretty much, yeah. It like the vault opens up, and that's about it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I like Life is Strange more, though. Like, it just had a better, I guess, narrative. Uh, some people are pretty down on that episode, though, which I find kind of interesting. Because it has, like, a really weird stealth sequence. It's not bad, and it's pretty simple. I mean, compared to most things, people just really seem down on it. Sorry. That's fine. The kid decided to get right up to my face and had to tell me that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Alright, her, her tablet apparently ran a battery. She was ah. watching Netflix on it and she just comes in and goes, Hey, what happened to this? I'm like, I guess you don't understand the point of it. It has a battery life. And then it goes, Wait. Uh, okay, so like, did they say why they're down on it? or? Mainly the stall sequence. They didn't like it. And it's basically, you're in like areas where like there are two guards patrolling and you have to get like just get to the lighthouse. It's pretty long, but it's like it's a non-fail state. Like you can't fail it. Like if you get caught, you have to rewind time. So who cares? Right. That's. that's uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why? It's, it's like the stealth just seemed really awkward with like the rest of the game. Not really. I mean, it's, you know, they've done stealth sequences before. I think in episode, I think four, they did it, and that was fine too. Like, they have flashlights so you can see when they're, like, you know, when they're by you or, like, when they're, like, focusing on you. So it's not hard. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's weird what reviewers uh, will find awkward. And, and, like, the dialogue gets really funny in it, too, which I, which I actually kind of found pretty, pretty good. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, so, Zest, yeah, because you played a lot more of Zestria than I have. Uh, yeah. I kind of just started playing it today, got an extra character, and then had to start doing stuff. What do you, what do you think so far? It's a very classical style RPG, like, for good and for bad. Like, the battle system is just weird because you can just power your way through anything and they want you to do specific things, but it's like, I don't need to sidestep to get more, like, you know, attack power. Like, the game is not that hard. <laughs> right. But it runs pretty well on PC, so that's good. Like, like surprisingly well, actually. Uh, you know, that's traditional, but it's still good. Like, it, that style of gameplay, games certainly still has a place. Yeah, it seems like people are dogging the fact that it's, like, old school. And all that. I mean, does it... As you power up, does it feel like the enemies get harder, or does it feel like just well, really overpowered? Or? No, no. Well, in areas, there are, like... I wouldn't say, like, boss fights, but there are, like... 
it's like one super strong enemy that you can clearly tell you cannot mess with. So it kind of keep that kind of keeps you on your toes a little, but uh, for the most part, you can kind of just power your way through like the basic like wolves you fight or the, you know like the workmen and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, I just. <clears throat> I mean, I just, you know, for people that are maybe not Tales fans, but are RPG fans or whatever, does it, is the story really good then? Because there's got to be, if it's one of those where, you know, you're sitting you're sitting there and you're just powering through everything and you only have to worry about the boss, does it make it, like, are you still interested in everything as it's going on? Or? Uh, I'd say the story's probably pretty predictable. Like, it's the whole, like, you're a young boy, and you read about like this old historic hero, like historical hero character, and you you magically somehow become him, and are on your way to save the world. Like that's that's not new, but the character interactions are decent enough. Like I got I just unlocked like the Earth spirit. Uh, her name is Enid, and she's basically Daria Morgendorfer from the old like Daria show. So, like, what do the spirits do? They're just, like, your summons, or...? No, like, you, you, go into, you can go into battle with them. Like, you, at present, I have two human characters and three spirits, and you need a human character to anchor a spirit into battle. I think you can only have four characters in, like, the battle at any time. So you can kind of switch them in and out at will. And, like, it's a lot of, like, resistance characters or, like, resistance boss fights. Like, this... this Monster will be like have water weakness, so if you switch like your water spirit, they can attack you, or they can attack it, you know, and it'll do a lot more damage. But you can also combine with your spirits into like more powerful forms. So like once you do that, you can just unleash on them. Okay, that sounds pretty fun. If you haven't got, you just got to like the first spirit, pretty much, so you haven't gotten to that part yet. But you'll get there soon enough, trust me. <laughs> And there's like a whole meter governing it, so you need to like power it up a little, and it's just like it's fine. <laughs> that seems to be the uh, thought of the whole game. It's fine, but uh, yeah, I have it too. I'm doing the the review. It just got kind of sent to me. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, now I have to write a bunch of things, which. I just need to find the time to sit down and I probably just need to go in through the whole thing of just okay a little bit every day I need to find one thing to write I need to just go ahead and get the rock band one out because that's the one I don't have to do any research for or anything I already know that thing top to bottom and then just start working on the other ones I've never done an actual uh, like telltale one before so having to sit there and tell the story without having to tell the story and try to really assess what is pretty much like a press a button to move along game is a little weird for me. Um, but yeah, that being said, I am also reviewing Minecraft Story Mode Episode 1, which I finished. I, I mean, it's... I don't play Minecraft at all. I've watched children play Minecraft. Uh, I've watched... Uh, I wonder if maybe if I don't know if my my kid's tablet is really not that powerful to do a whole lot. I don't know if it could really run Minecraft or not. I probably should see if it could. Maybe she'll end up liking it or something. But 
I, I uh, you know, I don't know anything aside from the basics of what Minecraft is and some of the actual like character, like the, I know what a, I know what the creeper is. I know, like obviously the zomb what the zombie looks like and all that, and you get to see that here. So you get all the Minecrafty stuff. You get to basically build certain things when the story calls for it, and the characters will tell you what you're supposed to do. So it's not like there's the only thing I will say is they could have left that part a little open so that maybe you have to it actually becomes a puzzle instead of basically walking you know holding your hand through it uh, other than that I mean like the only thing that's kind of sort of not like a, every telltale game is the combat is a little free you just press L2 and you can actually move the person around it's not where you press L2 and you have to like they're just stuck in the one position so that was a little bit better than say i think like the walking dead you basically just had to put the little reticle in one spot and then press r2 and it's just like okay well this is kind of awkward i think um whatchamacallit uh why why can't i think of a wolf among us was kind of like that so that's one thing that's going for but the story is kind of you know it's it's just your typical like it's this guy trying to be a hero and he has this group of friends and you're all going on this adventure and uh you have a pig that's with you for the comedy and then you're basically supposed to go find these heroes that are going to help you save your minecraft town that got you know taken over by this evil being or whatever uh, you know so i mean it's 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 just kind of there you know I, I don't know if you really like minecraft and you want to see what they could do with the story mode i think you could like it i mean it's only five bucks to try out episode one and if you don't like it then just don't keep playing the rest of them i don't know i mean i didn't find anything like bad in it i also didn't find anything that was like totally out of this world oh my god this is the one of the ones you got to play um I think as far as episode ones go, you know, it's it's probably down on the bottom tier as far as like getting me to want to play the second one. But it's like I said, there's nothing bad, so you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I did play some of Blood Bowl too. I kind of understand it a little bit more, but it's still like some of the strategy is still like trying to learn calculus. Like it's just I really don't like. Even understanding the basics, it's just like, okay, I still have to try to figure out when I'm supposed to hit the guy, and when I'm not supposed to hit the guy, and where I'm supposed to put my guy, and it's more about, like, trying to keep yourself from getting hit and the guy scoring a touchdown than it is, like, you, it's like a minimized risk game instead of you trying to actually, like, win, like, going all out game, so it's, it's a little bit di like, I wouldn't say... It, it, it comes from a tabletop game, so if you're not one of, if you're not somebody that wants to sit there and read up on how to play a game before you actually play a game, don't spend the money on this. This will require you to really get in depth with how to play that game. Uh, so yeah, that's all I can say. I mean, if you just look at it and go, oh, it's like awesome creatures playing football. No, it's not mutant league at all. It's just it's it's a uh, much different than that but i still had fun with it when i can kind of understand it it's just you know 
it's also different than a regular strategy game because there's a lot more strategy than game, it seems like, with that. Uh, Rock Band 4 is Rock Band 4. I've been playing that, so... Um, see, they've, uh, they keep adding the, like, the music. Uh, they just made the Green Day expor export work. So if you have it and you've been wondering why you can't play your Green Day songs, they finally made that work. So have fun with that. Uh, and they also have confirmed now that Rock Band 3 will export. It seems like they're going to have all the songs or almost all of the 84 songs because they're going to charge. They have never charged this before $15 for the key. Uh, the most they've ever charged is $10, and that was for, I think, Lego and Rock Band 2. It was $5 for Rock Band 1. So it seems like we should get almost all the songs. They haven't officially said how many we're getting, but ever since Lego, we've gotten all the songs. So let's see what happens. And they have said that just like they've done with all the Legacy DLC, if the song has a solo, it will have freestyle vocals and freestyle guitar solo in it. So that's cool too, if you like those. I know some people don't because it kind of makes it look like you're playing like a little toy guitar, and I can understand that. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff to get to since the last time we've done a podcast i'm not going to be ignorant and expect that you know you're waiting for us to talk about it i'm sure you've seen it on the millions of web gaming websites that exist including our own here at 411 but we'll t we'll talk about some of this and whether it's your first time here or not hopefully it's interesting for you i guess we should start with uh something that's a little bit more recent probably than the nx stuff is probably a little bit more broadly appealing but We'll start here. So, you know, I think... I don't know how many weeks ago it was. Probably it was like months ago at this point. They had that story about Destiny's original story apparently got cut. And when they were having that suit with the uh, former Halo composer guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kotaku had this report about... Oh, well, they had to cut a lot. Well, they basically had another report that says that they took a lot of uh, that original story and put it in the Taken King. And now apparently they've taken another piece of that story and they're working on Destiny 2 already. Which to me screams we really need to make sure that we get more people to play this game because can't keep putting expansions on top of expansions does this seem like a smart move to you to kind of make sure the franchise keeps going or does it seem like a desperate move and they really could have just kept doing expansions because supposedly they had a 10-year life cycle with this thing and we weren't supposed to see destiny 2 for at least a few years if not more yeah but it's activision and they're gonna want like angst like the number two to three to four over is, you know, you know, a subtitled expansion. I mean, it's not... Destiny's not on the level of World of Warcraft, and it never kind of will be. So, I think it makes sense that they want to get, like, a Destiny 2 out as soon as possible, instead of, like, the old stuff, or, like, the reheated leftovers with some added stuff into it. Yeah, but don't you run the risk, too, of also alienating, like, some of the players that have been playing, because you're... You're asking to... You, they've had a steady stream of expansions. 
which have been anywhere from twenty to forty dollars. And then now you're going to ask them for a sixty dollar game again. Then they're going to be the expansions for that game, and it's like, man, this, this is starting to get like really pricey, you know. Whereas at least there's been some time in between the stuff with WoW, you know. I mean, yeah, but also they know that there's no real other shooter out there that's kind of like it, so they'll pay for it regardless. I don't want to keep playing. <laughs> True. Do you think, uh, hearing all this news about the story, do you think people should be kind of upset about the fact that they, they kind of just totally killed the story in, in one instead of going with what they had? It seems like it was much better. Well, I mean, it might have changed, like, midway through, so that, like, it's kind of, I would say it's kind of annoying, but the story kind of is so immaterial to Destiny as it is, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Do you think, like, well, what if they didn't find out the story using stupid cards? Yeah. I mean, that would have helped, like, if, you, if you, the, game, the story was in the game. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the same thing we just talked about with Final Fantasy Thirteen, right? Like, if you tell the story through the characters instead of telling me, hey, not only, and one thing, it's like, it's not even that, like, the at least the encyclopedia in Final Fantasy Thirteen was in the game. You could go in the menu, press a button, and all the stuff about that was extra to the story is there. They're asking you to go online to a website with cards that you pick up in the game. So you may not even pick up all the cards to learn about this story. I just that doesn't seem I, I don't know that seems really backwards to me I just, oh like sure who, who really ever thought it who ever thought that should work I mean has that really ever worked for you like I know there have been other games where they they try to get you to let's get extra stuff so you can like here's some scrolls read this to get the story like does that the only game for you the only game that really works with me for that is Assassin's Creed, when they have like the whole, like, uh, animus journal thing or system, whatever that, whatever it's called. Like, I'll typically yeah. read those. But that's about it. Speaking that's, of, uh, that's not integral to the story, like whatsoever, for the most part. That's just historical backstory. Right. Well, I mean, they're the, the Assassin's Creed Syndicate out there. Well, I think it's out there tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow, Friday. Well, the reviews are apparently nice for it, so... Better than Unity. <laughs> and, well, I mean, you don't have to do much to be better than Unity. <laughs> so, that's not, not saying a whole lot, but... Are you encouraged, at least? To... I mean, yeah, but I'll have to give it a shot on PS4, because my PC probably can't handle it well anymore. Uh, I hope they get a review copy in, but I doubt it. <laughs> shall see. It might be one of those that Adam kind of decides, let me just do it so I can get it out there the day of or something. Which I don't blame him. He got to, he did a, the Guitar Hero Live review pretty quickly, which I disagree with him on the whole GHTV thing, but we shall, uh, and I'm not the only one, but it seems really divisive. That's what's so funny about it, because it's they give you enough stuff, but they also have a lot of... They have microtransactions in there, and they almost make it to where you kind of have to do it sometimes, because... Well, it's kind of like the Rock Band Blitz stuff, isn't it? It's sort of like... 
like the whole power up, like you have to like um, you have to pay to use power ups, and you get some coins out of the game. But right. if you want if you want to use more, give us five bucks or however much it is. Yeah, exactly. If you want to, I mean, I think the the price. If you want to use the whole thing for twenty four hours for a party, it's not bad, like six dollars. But still, the fact that like you never own anything outside of the forty two songs that are on the disc, that's just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a rock band person, and I'm so used to like I wanna. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. Like uh, I mean, I'll use Spotify because I'm not so big into owning CDs anymore. You know, and I, I don't really use iTunes and and all that, but. Like, for the songs that I play on Rock Band, I want to be able to play them whenever I want. And for me, like, just basically renting the song for however long it is for one play and and not even getting the option to, hey, I like this song, let me play it and try to get better at it. Nope, can't do that. I gotta pay, play this little token or whatever. And it seems rather like as soon as they get more channels it just seems more money they can make and it seems really like just very activision-y we're just uh, try to make more money out of this you know so we already talked about i think it was last week with the whole uh what was it uh, the the emoji things with with uh destiny yeah you had to start paying for those and Well, <clears throat> that being said, I mean, are you, would you consider even checking out of Destiny 2? No, I couldn't play Destiny 1. <laughs> I still only have that, like, you know, where I paid, play, you know, I rented it and played it for a few hours. I mean, I would kind of check it out. I liked it. I'm, I, you know, I made a few PSN friends over it, but it wasn't something that like totally hit with me I got a little bored after a while because it was kind of the same thing and especially the story not going somewhere like at least you know World of Warcraft has all this lore that you can go find out and there's story in the game sort of if you do the raids and, and whatnot but like I just felt like there was none of that for Destiny so I kind of felt like well, I'm just playing this to play a shooter it felt rather unnecessary Hey, I, I played like the beta like when that was coming out, and I was like, "All right, it's fine." And what? That was it. <laughs> it's a good shooter. Like if you really like shooters, I mean, it's not not bad on that part. But it's Bungie. You know, you're not gonna make anything bad on that front. Uh, speaking of fronts, Battlefront, uh, Leia, Han Solo, and Emperor Palpatine have been added as heroes uh, for that uh, their mode or or whatever. Um, so they join. You know, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Didn't I talk about this last week? <laughs> no, we talked about Boba Fett and we talked about the three that were in the beta. We didn't talk about the, the ones that were added. No, but didn't I say like they'll eventually add Han Solo and Leia oh, yeah, in anyway? Did. Yeah, you did say that. That's right. Eh, makes sense. I mean, that's cool that they're all going to be in there, so... I'm not going to be interested in until I can play with Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're going to add that in next week just for you. <laughs> that or Mara Jade. <laughs> that one might be a long shot. <laughs> but who knows. Uh, apparently they all have like their own uses. Like if you... 
Uh, like the Leia one's a support character. If you're a lone wolf type person, you have Han Solo, and then you have a uh, Palpatine who does his lightning thing. So there you go for that. Way to be creative. <laughs> See, see, if I was making it, I'd have it switch. I'd have uh, the Emperor as a support character and Leia throwing around lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah. It's but she has the to, opposite. Leia has to snort up a white magical powder first before she can do it. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, again, Konami's out here refuting claims that Hideo Kojima is done with the company. So, you know, a report comes out saying that he is done. Then all of a sudden, Konami comes out and goes, no, 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 he's still an employee. He's on vacation. Do you think he's really, uh... Well, I had two thoughts, and you're going to like both of them. The first thought is, is are they going to fire Hideo Kojima... The effects over on his wedding day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the second thought is, it it basically is like the CM Punk thing from like a year ago. Like, but he's not. He didn't quit. He didn't. He didn't get fired. He's just on vacation. He's in sabbatical for a while, and then, you know, three months later, you know, five months later, or whatever. Like, no, I left it just later. <laughs> I just like the fact that Kojima's not saying nothing, though. It's just, eh, whatever. Think what you want. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm done with Metal Gear. You all love it, so whatever. Just... Well, his non-compete ends in, like, December, so I expect, like, the day after it ends, like, he'll announce his new game or new project or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. He'll announce he's getting into the uh, leather coat-making uh, business. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're serious and like he is just on vacation. When he gets back, he'll be you know a janitor or you know fixing the chinko machines up at, at Konami. Hey, you never know. It's it's uh, quite possible. I mean, Konami really doesn't want you to think that he's gone from the company. I mean, for well, a company that's clearly going to mobile games, who cares? I mean, well, they care because when that happens, the stock price is going to take a tumble. I, I can't imagine the stock price doesn't just already take a tumble just based on thinking that he's gone. Sure, but that's not. I mean, they can they can always say you know it's uh, you know rumors or speculation. Like once he leaves, that'll happen. Wow. So uh, the MPD stuff for September got released. PlayStation Four is again the top selling system for the month. Uh, we can just kind of keep going with that you know that, that <laughs> that's not going nowhere but apparently uh, what is it uh, the, the hardware sales dropped 23% from the same period last year and now instead of 50% higher the console sales are only 40% higher than the combined almost two year total of the PS3 and 360 so uh, it's dropping a little bit but I think it's just kind of evening out at this point and then that'll pick up again by the holiday season. It's just, it's getting to the point, I think, where a lot of people just already have the system. I mean, 
how many more I think by the time we get to the holiday we're, we're gonna start getting to the point where people that are just buying the system now it's just when a certain game comes out and they go okay I want it you think it's that or it's just we're at a kind of a down period of with the holidays yeah, I mean we, we might be at a down period I mean they'll always swing back up for the holidays especially for like the because of the PlayStation going cheaper or just bundles and you know stuff like that I mean might be down now but it'll, it'll flow back up soon enough yeah I, I mean I'm sure once they release all the like I'm sure Microsoft with all their bundles and, and I'm sure they might do something special for the holidays and then Sony I'm sure will do the same thing they'll be coming back up but you know Nintendo oh well that means before I get out of get out of Sony apparently until dawn is going to have an on-rails uh, shooter uh, called, like, Russian the Blood or something like that for VR. So it's going to have nothing to do with, yeah, Russia Blood. It's an on-rails first-person shooter being made for the Morpheus or Sony VR or whatever the hell, PlayStation VR. It sort of has nothing to do with the Until Dawn. They're just using the name. And that's that's a little weird. Like, you think that the name really just needs they recognition that much? I mean, apparently there are jump scares and stuff like that. But I mean, the game actually did pretty well, so why not? You know, if they can attach it to maybe get the name out a little better, that that'd probably be good. Yeah, I mean, Rush of Blood kind of, I guess is you know, as long as it you makes get sense for VR. You know, to run all rush of blood to the head because you're. It's all, you know. You're as, long as, as long as you get more uh, Hayden Panettiere wearing a towel, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can watch shows with uh, There's apparently Wendigos in the game, too, so. Well, that, that's what, until dawn, I mean. Yeah, be weary of, uh, of that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I think the only thing that, the other thing that Sony did that was a pretty uh, notable was they announced all the, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the big games that are going to be part of their PlayStation Experience thing. It's, uh, that's going to be on December 5th and 6th. It's the second year they're having this. Uh, of course, like all the big public, a lot of the big publishers are going to be there. You know, Square Enix, EA, Naughty Dog, uh, Double Fun, Ubisoft, all that. Um, they did like lists. You know, like apparently Amplitude's going to be there because they're adding to the set list, so they delayed it a little bit, so you'll, you'll get to play that again. Uh, a lot of uh, indie games, even like Darkest Dungeons, going to be there. You got oh, your Distance games going to be there. Uh, I forgot, I got some kind of... The Sword Coast Legends people just sent me a review code in the email. I was like, how do you even know I wanted to play this game? Okay, whatever. Uh, a lot of this seems... It's not anything, like, you'll totally recognize, but at least they have a lot of games listed on this. Uh, well, Killing Floor 2 is there and, and whatnot, which they announced the, at that... PC gaming thing that was going to come to PS4. The anything strike you as 
interesting about this this conference. You, well, I assume no. Stuff. I assume No Man's Sky Horizon isn't on that list, is it? It's not, but I'm assuming they. Uh, it might be something where they're just going to show a lot of stuff for that without having to necessarily have a playable. I, I guess Amplitude, because it's just because I want to play that, and I want it to be out soon, within this decade, would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I think it'll be fine. Those, I mean, I don't blame them for one to add to it, so, you know, it is one of those, but... They need to get, you need to put more freeze pop songs in there? Probably, yeah. Who knows? They could. Apparently the freeze pop songs are having problems like loading on a rock band forward, so you'd be kind of disappointed. Uh, yeah, so as I was saying before, Nintendo it's not well it's not Nintendo saying anything, it's the Wall Street Journal is saying that they have sources. Once again, this is not the first time. That apparently development kits are being sent out and that again we're talking about this two thousand sixteen release date for the NX with industry leading chips so they can get back third party developers and they also talk about that it could be a dual system unit with a mobile unit they don't call it a portable game system unit but it'd be weird to have a phone that is attached to it because that means you would just have a phone that's for this I'm assuming they mean like a 3DS sort of thing uh, again we're hearing this 2016 launch date I think it's really going to... I think, honestly, with them saying... When you have Reggie come out and go... At E3... I don't think they... Have we ever had a system where they just tell you straight up? Because I went around with the PS4 and Xbox One. It was just one of these things that everybody felt... Okay, E3... Whatever... What E3 was it? Was it 2013? None of the stuff showed up there. And everybody was kind of like... Man, this is really missing these new consoles. Then all of a sudden, Sony had their conference, Microsoft had theirs, then the next E3 came, and we had all the games and whatever. When Reggie comes out at E3 and tells you, next year we're going to have information about the NX. But we're not telling you anything until next year. Like, that to me tells me, okay, we're going to have a direct earlier in the year to show off the system and everything. E3, we're going to show you the games, and then holiday 2016, it's there. Do you think that that's possible, or...? Well, there are two things. The first is, if, like, developers are just getting, like, debug kits and development kits, 2016 is way too soon to get that thing out there, because it takes about at least a year and a half to make a game. It's not two years, let's be honest. So, I mean, if they're getting them now, it's a year to make a game, like, good luck. Uh, but on the flip side, if Reggie gets up on stage next year at E3 and just pulls, like, the Sega Saturn, like, it's out in stores now, go buy it, that'd be awesome. That would yeah, be great. Yeah, uh, they, um, they're not going to do that. <laughs> and why not? It works work so well for the Sega Saturn. Yeah, because that works so... Because I just remember retailers being so pissed. Like, what? It's here? you got to be kidding me. That's because they signed up through KB Toys, and they should have went with the Toys R Us. Well, that's when KB Toys was, you know, supposed to be, like, 
I just remember going into the malls and like everybody went to KB Toys. Yeah, back when malls were fun. Yeah, when malls actually, you know, had stuff in them. Like there are at least three malls by my house and collectively they have one store that I'm semi interested in and that's Spencer's Gifts. And even that store's kinda shitty. <laughs> Yeah, back when malls had, you know, music stores, and some of them still have, like, FYEs and stuff, but... The nearest FYE to me is about 25 miles away. They all shut down, like, around me. Oh, really? I have no idea whether there's one here. I'm assuming, like, Dayland Mall probably has one, but in Texas, like, there was one in the Galleria, which was in Dallas. And, you know, I live 35 minutes away just from Dallas itself, so, yeah, that would have been... Or they used to have, like, GameStops and malls? Yeah, oh, there's still game. The the mall right by my job still has the GameStop in it. So. That's, uh... I, I don't think that's, like, totally going... I mean, GameStop's still doing fine. I think if they hadn't put all that stuff that that's not game-related in there, they'd probably having some issues, but I think having all that extra merch has probably helped them out. Want to pick up a Walking Dead version of Monopoly? There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, apparently, the, like, when they got the World of Warcraft one, it, like, sold out really quickly. Like, well, also because GameStop was selling a lot cheaper than you could get it on eBay. So, uh, makes a difference there, too. So, uh, did, you, did you know that apparently a real Pokemon gym is going to open in Japan? So, like, it, they're basically going to make it like this learning center for kids where you can uh, basically go in there, you know, battle people, where you can learn tips and tricks of Pokemon if you don't know any, apparently. And you can get special Pokemon, too, that I guess they would only sell when you went. Or not sell, but they would only have if you went there. So I guess that's a way to... You can get, like, membership cards and passes and stuff to pre-order on Halloween. If that place ever gets robbed, I want them to be dressed up like Team Rocket. Ah! Yes. And they have to sing the, the whole thing, too. Yeah. Also, I want them to just start, like, genetically engineering rats to be yellow and shoot electricity. Uh, you know, PETA might have, might have something to say about that. Japan, they don't give a fuck about PETA. Yeah, well, would they really do that, though? I mean... I guess it's fossil. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's cool. I don't know if we're ever going to get one here in the... I mean, maybe in California or something. Yeah, like San Francisco or, you know, maybe like New York City. Or like, you know, New York City or something like that. Yeah, but. They, they do have like the Japan town over there, so it's possible. Definitely but the passes cost $26. But also Pokemon is... It's big over here, but it's not like the cultural phenomenon it is over there. Right. Like, it's not, like, we, we went through that phase, and it kind of died down a little. Like, you don't see, like, Pikachu and all, this, all, all like, the merchandise and crap that you st still do over there. Oh, yeah, but it's, like, a hu it's a huge thing over there. Uh, they are apparently worried about, like, Yokai Watch is not gonna do, uh, the people that Yokai Watch is already kind of dying out there, and they're, like, on the third game, and it's barely about to come over, come out over here, so we shall see when November 6th hits, which I think the, the anime is actually not coming in English until, like, after, so this is, that, that might be an issue, 
uh, for them to get it to sell. Let's see, I'm interested in it just because I like Japanese stuff, but I don't know that every kid's gonna see that and go, alright, I wanna buy this, you know. But then again, but I just remember, like, with Nintendo Power and everything, like, I remember being in, what was it, like, fourth grade, and, like, everybody was talking about Pokemon before the games even came out. Like, I scree like, I freaking called my grandparents and was like, go get me these games, like, everybody's talking about them, I want them, and, like, they probably went to Toys R Us, it was, like, the only last, last blue and red that they had, and I turn it on, and I'm like, oh, there's this monster, and I'm supposed to fight with it, okay, and then, yeah, just, it seems interesting, like, the fact that you can do stuff with the stylus and whatever to make them attack and all that, that seems, makes it pretty interactive, so, we see, I guess, um, but yeah, I mean, Nintendo is, uh, what else was Nintendo? I forgot. Um, yeah, so why are they, you in the train? Yeah. So, uh, they are coming out with a Mario Encyclopedia. Are you, uh... Am I gonna get, am I gonna find the, the timeline of Mario? Apparently, I assume, if, it, you know, it's, it's gonna be like, well, when Mario pulled the mattress sword out, it created a split timeline, and, and this one he fought Ganondorf, and this one he only fought Ganon. <laughs> He's obviously referring to the when they decided to wait till Skyward Sword came out to tell you the sell the timeline for some reason. Well, they did that like Hyrule Hyrule Historia thing. I think that was like right before it came out. That was like a two hundred page book or something. It was like this is the timeline of Zelda. It's like I don't care about the timeline of Zelda. <laughs> well, some people do. They want to know what game they're playing and what order and all that stuff. Like, you can do that with, like, a Dragon Age or Mass Effect, because there is lore there. Like, the lore of, like, the first Zelda is you pick up a sword from an old dude and you fight. <laughs> True. But, I mean, you, you do go, I mean, you do go through, well, not really. It's kind of like Mario. You just go and save the princess most of the time. There's going to be, like, in every generation, there was a Mario and a Toad and a Waluigi. <laughs> Probably. Not Waluigi, but, you know, a Luigi, and Luigi can still get mad about being, you know, second fiddle the whole time. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's interesting. It's there for you if you want it. But. I mean, that would be cool if you, like, get into, like, the early, like, Jumpman stuff, or, you know. I'm assuming if you're making an encyclopedia, they're going to tell you all about it. From Jumpman, from Donkey Kong, all that stuff. They can explain why, why Mario is missing happened. <laughs> they can apologize for that. Yeah. They're going to have an interview with Miyamoto where he says, I'm sorry this existed at all. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so Blizzard is making its own esports division. Uh, and they actually got a... Good God, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they actually got Steve Bornstein, a guy that formerly, you know, was CEO of ESPN and the NFL Network, and a guy that was also a co-founder of MLG, to, to be a part of. Do you see this now being, like, really big, that, like, Blizzard... I mean, we always see this all the time, you know, not just at BlizzCon, but they had the whole, uh... When they did, uh, the thing for Heroes of the Storm that was shown on ESPN and all that stuff. 
obviously Activision or Blizzard has enough games in their portfolio to do this. Do you think this is going to like make it a bigger deal now? Uh, for Blizzard games, maybe. But MLG has expanded so much out from just like you know, StarCraft two, StarCraft to StarCraft two. Like they're not going to get into like well, in this one you play Rocket League. It's you know, it, it'll be kind of a promotional event or promotional series for this for you know, there are three games and that's about it for Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft two, and maybe WoW. That's about it. Oh, you're a Hearthstone. Yeah, that too. Oh, I forgot about that, but yeah. Well, I'm sure WoW, the, uh, whatever that arena is. Well, that, well, that, I, I read a report that they were actually, like, they had, like, a guild, like, a guild off at, like, one event where, like, they had to do a raid, and the, like, the fastest people would get through it, like, once a money. Oh, is that what they're doing with the two? Like, I'd be more, I'd be more interested in that, honestly, than, like, you know, just PvP arena crap. Who yeah, cares? Like, Arena they always have as part of the stuff at BlizzCon, so I imagine that will probably be in there as well. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather see, like, a team of ten people trying to take on, like, a super version of Ragnaros or something. <laughs> well, if they do that, then Diablo should be able to have its own Well, they got, they got the season stuff, sure. Yeah. Whoever can, whoever can tech up to 60 or 70 in Diablo 3 wins. <laughs> Let's, let's get to that. Uh, I mean, it should be cool for... And also, apparently, Linkin Park is going to close out BlizzCon. So, I mean, that's only... That's one of the two concerts I've ever been to in my life. Linkin Park school and all, but... Yep, and I think Blizzard, I think Linkin Park. Yeah. I mean, they had Metallica last year that much... Uh, I, I, I get it, though. They're trying to go for a different kind of crowd there. They'll have Mike Shinoda as the final raid boss in World of Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) So if you didn't, you know, if you were waiting for this, Twitch is now available on the PS4. So, there you go, Mark. You can watch. Hasn't it always been? Or this is the viewing application, right? Yeah, the the viewing one. Okay. Great. I can continue to not watch it. <laughs> well, th- this like lets you do the whole broadcasting of it, and then you can also watch people. So, I think it uh, broadcast from PS- PS4 anyway, though. Yeah, you already did that. Yeah, like okay. You did it through with the that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's gonna be on PS3 and Vita later, like around December or something. So if you still have your PS TV. You'll be able to use that too. I'm gonna get one of those when it hits like twenty bucks. That'll be great. Yeah, especially with that hack that you can yep. play any game on it. That's really making me consider doing it. So we have two different things here. With Square Enix says that they want to continue to remake their old IPs. They also said that they would. Let you know, think about revitalizing them as well, kind of like what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII. And then EA comes out and says, well, we don't even want to make any remasters or remakes at all. And this is also when people are sitting here crying out for a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Uh, Peter Moore says that people that are making remakes and remasters have run out of ideas. And that they are investing in new IPs. 
Yep, like the fifth Battlefield game. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what was, uh, struck me is so, like... An, uh, uh, yet another Madden game. Yeah. <laughs> we make so many franchises that get made every year. It essentially is a remake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not technically the same game, but it sort of is in the same vein. So, you know, it's 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 a bit contradictory for them to say. But I, I do agree. I'm glad that they're, you know, wanting to make... They apparently, they want to be able to make a GTA-style game because they don't have that. And that, you know, they have the whole visceral Star Wars thing, which we still don't know what it is. Uh, they cite that as two things that they're wanting to really get into but do you agree Peter more though that it means that you've run out of ideas if you're doing remakes or remasters or no it depends it, it's a matter of degree like if you're remaking everything you've done that's a problem but like Square's going to do their Final Fantasy 7 remastered thing a remake that's going to take a lot of work a lot yeah, like, to of me, work you know, like Square says they're going to keep doing the whole thing putting games on mobile and and on PC or whatever, and that's cool. Like, I, I think that that's fine because there is an audience there that never had PlayStation 1s, that never had Super Nintendos, that, you know, never had any of that stuff. And, you know, they they now only play on a PC or they now only play on mobile. So you I'll open that there for them to be able to play those games and maybe there's a new love for that game and whatever I would hate the fact that if you're going to revitalize 8 and 9 for some reason and you're not going to put them on the other system that's kind of a slap in the face to people that did own the previous versions and did do kind of want to see what they look like in a new format or whatever but it's just I have no problem with it on that aspect and if they, there's obviously different franchises that they could like bring back to life, like say, you know, Vagrant Story or something. The reason uh, EA can't do that, also like just bring back stuff, is because a lot of their stuff wouldn't play well nowadays. Like, uh, like what though? Well, I mean, obviously not, you know, sports franchises and stuff like that. But uh, let's see, Cyber Tiger, they can bring that back. They can do a remaster of Dante's Inferno. That was them. Fuckers. I mean, they do co-publish a lot of stuff now. It's not even theirs for a lot of it. So, I mean, that's the thing, too. What they're making as opposed to, like, what they're, like, co-publishing with somebody else is different than what they used to do. Even back then, they were doing stuff like that, so... I don't know if they have a whole library of these just great games that weren't annualized that you could just decide, okay, we're going to remake this now. They so. can bring back James Pond. Oh, yeah. That just totally runs off the, the tongue there. So we also have, even though one of them has told us nothing and the other has told us a lot, Fallout 4 announced they're going to have a season pass, even though they they're not they haven't even worked on what's going to be in the season pass. They're asking you to pay thirty dollars. Now Tomb Raider, uh, they are asking you to pay thirty dollars for 
an endurance mode, uh, a new tomb where you get to explore houses of ancient terror, and some other in-game content, whatever. And there's apparently going to be expedition cards you can get, and a score attack, and other stuff. So, are you interested in any of this that they're going to have in... I'll get the Fallout one. I'll probably not get the Tomb Raider one. <laughs> I mean, it's better than making you pay for a bunch of multiplayer content that nobody really wanted. Yeah, but also the Fallout 3 DLC was largely pretty good. Yeah, they had some cool expansions. Skyrim had cool expansions, too, so I imagine Fallout 4 is going to have the same thing. Yeah, so there's at least a history that they can do well. Uh, a big one for both of us, because I really love this game. I have it on PC as well. I think you do as, as well. Uh, they Sega trademarked the new Valkyria Chronicles. Interested and awesome. I mean, sure. I'm, if it comes out to America and it's actually, you know, on the PC, that'll be good. If it's just like another Vita game, then fuck them. <laughs> well, I don't think they're making another Vita game. At least not by itself. I, that, that'd be just really dumb. Because that was the problem with, like, Valkyria Chronicles 2 and 3. It's like, well... There's the PSP version, and that's it. It's like, great, thanks. <laughs> I don't even think Valkyrie Chronicles 3 came out in America. The second one? Third one. There's a third one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a third one at all. So. What else? I have... I saw that Tony Hawk, uh, Pro Skater 5 and 360 will be delayed. Oh, God. I, Basically, what's going to happen, didn't this have, yeah, so they're going to do the same thing like with Mortal Kombat, right? It's just going to get canceled? Yep. But the difference is that Mortal Kombat was originally a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I can imagine if the, I can't believe they're actually saying that they're going to try to fix their, well, they're supposedly trying to fix the PS4 and Xbox One versions, and because they have to do that so bad, that they're going to uh, just totally delay the 360 and PS3 versions. So you can they, pretty much... They need to just remaster uh, Tony Hawk 3 and maybe Tony Hawk uh, Underground 2. That's about it. Give them to people for free. <laughs> like, if we detect you have a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 save on your system... That's far enough into it, like 25%, you're going to get these two games for free. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. My kid is distracting me with her. Wanting to, uh, you know how uh, if Netflix does that thing where it's the state? Where it, like, freezes or it says, do you still want to keep watching? Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, She's like, She doesn't understand she can press a button. And <laughs> well, I mean, she doesn't know how to use the, the controllers or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's <laughs> I just have to go press X and it'll keep doing it, but she doesn't know. So, uh, yeah, just that's anybody. Seriously, I want to know who really is just waiting for that 360 or PS3 version to come out and go. Yes, I've been wanting to play Tony Hawk Five that badly. 
That'd be no one. <laughs> At least Mortal Kombat had like an audience to it, or right. you know, had had the built-in like good reviews. Like, and it's like if you thought the frame rate on the PS4 version was gnarly, just wait until you see the PS3 and 360 versions. So, are you excited for these X-Men series that are going to be coming on Fox and FX? Even though that Legion one seems like it, I've been hearing about it forever, but. I would say no because I think both, like the Legion and the Hellfire, both series just so sound so kind of peripheral and like dumb. Like Legion has enough baggage with like being Professor X's son and the character having basically no personality because he's uh, his alternate personality disorder. That's kind of a problem. And for Hellfire, it's, like, a good idea, but, uh, like, who wants to, cares about, like, the dynamics of the Hellfire Club in the mid, in the, like, 70s? Like, unless you, unless we see, like, a lot of Emma Frost, like, wearing go-go outfits again, which I doubt they'll get January Jones to, re- to do that role, then I don't see it. Well, I mean, do you think it, it's? I think it's more about like I'm sure they'll modernize it. No, no, Hellfire is supposed to take place in the '70s. Right, but the, couldn't they just make it to where it's sort of like taking place in modern day? I guess. Because well, if they're gonna try to link it with the other X-Men stuff, it'd be a bit. I don't know. That's possible. Like, I mean, also the Hellfire Club, like. Just the dynamics of it. It's just like, well, I'm the I'm the white rook. I'm the black queen. It's like, I'm the guy who doesn't care. I'm the chess master. Leave me alone. It seems more like, uh, kind of like the same sentiment we, we were talking about with, uh, what was it that we talked about last week? That, oh, the uh, Inhumans thing? Awesome. Yeah. Like, I would actually much rather have, uh, like an what was it? Uh, like an X Factor TV show. Like that would be good. Yeah. Like Mutant Detective Agency. Like that'd be great. That'd or be cool, actually. Yeah. Like an Alpha Flight would be funny. Be really funny actually. Uh, or even just like a new class of X Men, like new X Men. I mean, why not? They could that get. Was, that's what I was. Couldn't they? But they couldn't. Couldn't they do something like what they did with like Gotham? Where they kind of do like a telling the origin stories. Or? See, no, because they did it the movies. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get James McAvoy to do a TV show. <laughs> True. Uh, remember Generation X? Yeah. The movie. Right. No, do you, do you like do you remember that at all? I remember the name. I don't remember the movie. They did a 1996 and a 95. Like backdoor pilot uh, for Generation X. It was going to be. It was on Fox. It's going to be like it's supposed to be like, like if it did well as a movie, become a TV show. And it was like X Men, but the the two teachers were. Uh, oh, what was her name? I think it's Emma Frost was one of the teachers, and Banshee. And the students. For Jubilee, Chamber, uh, 
Monet, and like another guy who could like see through walls and like fire laser beams. It wasn't Cyclops, but like another character like that. You should track it down. It's pretty goofy. It's not. It's not as bad as like the uh, like Justice League movie or TV show that got made like a decade and a half ago. Yeah. But it's 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 only like about one step above that. It was like when they did the. It was around the same time they did the Doctor Who movie. Oh okay okay. Like when Fox actually had like movies and like original programming. Sorry, family just came and dogs going crazy. May or may not be able to hear that. But, uh, so what do you think about the Moon Knight? Possibly could be one of the Netflix series. Well, it's an interesting idea. Because this, Moon Knight's personalities are supposed to be, I think, Captain America, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. And at least one of those is not going to be in the, in, in the character. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they switch it to Iron Man, because then they could have kind of like a low rent version of Iron Man for the character. So, people who, like me who don't really know a lot about Moon Knight, like, what is his appeal? Uh, I think the premise, like, the character is basically like he found. He has a bunch of different origin stories actually, but the main one is, I think, like he found a temple, and people are praying to this moon god and. The moon god gave him, like, special powers that, in some forms, can, like, it change, like, his strength, like, wanes and waxes with the moon. Like, I think when it's a full moon, he gets, like, more power. And when it's, like, a new moon or dark moon, he gets, like, none. Or he still has some, but I don't know. Not, like, not, like, a usual amount. But it also made him go crazy. And And one of the versions, the version I know, he has, like, he has multiple personality disorder. Where he talks, to, he's basically like Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Captain America all into one, and he can like talk to him in his head. Oh wow, that sounds awesome! And there are like there's at least like three or four different ver- It's all the same character, but he's been rebooted like numerous times, so like it gets very muddled. So I'm not sure like what, he, what where he is now, but he's also like a he's not like you know like Tony Stark rich or like Batman rich or anything, but. He's like a CEO of a company, and he has like a bunch of like special like technology that can help him out. He'd be kind of like Night Owl, I guess, from like Watchmen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's kind of a lot of humor in the character. Like the Moon God can talk to him, and he's just very like arch and sarcastic. At least that's what I can. That's kind of like what I vaguely remember about the like the comics and like reading up on Wikipedia. <laughs> So it's kind of like Deadpool, but not totally comedic. Well, it's a lot more serious. It's a lot more. The character is like a lot more self-serious than Deadpool is. But it's also kind of it's not as like zany. But it's also like if you think about this character at all, it's just kind of laughable. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, I'm uh, we're already getting Jessica Jones towards the middle of next month, so. I'm looking forward to that. David Tennant as a bad guy should be fun. And it'll be interesting to see how they do how they deal with like the whole like purple men enslaving Jessica Jones angle. <laughs> well, 
uh, speaking of Netflix, they're going to revive uh, Gilmore Girls so they can have their actual ending that they didn't get to have. Fuck that. What about Party of Five? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that Friends movie that was supposed to happen once? There we go. What about That's the sex? I want a Sex in the City revival where instead of like them finding all happiness, they just become bitter old crones who are like massively in debt. You might be one of the few that probably want to see it, see that. Wouldn't it be like, nah. Like I, I, I had a friend of mine who, who he's a guy who was like legitimately excited, and I was like, do, do you have a secret vagina somewhere that I don't know about? <laughs> Like, I, just, I know a few friends that are guys that also watch that show, and they're like, I, oh my god, and I'm like, okay. N- never. Like, the one girl that was kind of cute on it, who was in Sin City, Alexis Bledel, I think her name was. Yeah. That's about it. Never seen the show. Never intend to see the show. <laughs> I've watched other shows with uh, the wife and stuff that are sort of like it. Yeah, I mean, you know. what do you expect? I mean, it's Trump. It's a drama, so... Right. It, but it was, you know, it was one of those, like, I didn't have anybody when, when that show came out. I was just kind of like, eh, nope. <laughs> but, like, you watch, you just watch different stuff, you know? So it's, it's like the same thing. I wouldn't... There's stuff I watch with my kid that I'm not watching myself. But, you know, I don't I don't totally blame people for... Like, I... I because I started watching it uh, with uh, the wife when when we had first had our daughter or whatever, even when, you know, she hasn't been around or previously, uh, I still watch, you know, my team mom too and stuff like that. But we need, we need to get it now, now that Netflix is going to bring it back, we need to bring a, we need to get them to do a homeboys in outer space revival. They could, I mean, it'd be interesting just to, they could bring back, if this works, they could bring back a lot of shows. The secret diary of Desmond Pfeiffer. Uh, Hulk will officially be in the Thor Ragnarok movie, so that should be awesome. Well, he's not going to be in Captain America, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that... it's just him and Thor going to do more stuff. Always awesome. I hope they get. The, I hope they have to like get the band back together to save the church from the tax man. <laughs> so, uh, are you familiar with the hack and slash? Anime. Or cartoon, or, or whatever it is. Or... I've seen the games. That's about it. Uh, well, I'm not talking about the dot hack. I'm talking about there's apparently this series called Hack slash uh, slash, which is going to become a TV series uh, instead of becoming a movie. And you know, it's a, it's apparently about a girl named Cassie Hack becomes like this killer that hunts down all the killers that are kind of like, you know, if you had somebody that actually went to try to kill Jason and Freddy Krueger, I don't like what she does. And it's supposed to be like, uh, and they're going to try to make it like The Walking Dead. <laughs> Ever heard of a comic called The Boys? No. I want them to do a TV show on based on that, because that would be awesome. Uh, there is a team, the boys, there is a team, uh, that is basically like, it's, they're basically like the Justice League. Uh, 
and they're led by the Homelander, who everyone in, everyone in the universe got their power from like this Nazi developed chemical in the forties. So it's like the Beyonder has like a team, but they're all murderers and rapists and commit like horrific like they put they put on like a public persona where they're like heroes, but like they cause nine eleven to happen. Wow. And the boys are a CIA sponsored team who also have superpowers who like monitor and take out various superheroes that are like disgusting. Wow, that sounds awesome. Like, instead of, like, the X-Men, there is a team called the G-Men. And, like, the Professor... I forget the guy's name, but it's Professor Godokin, I think is his name. The reason he gets... He has so many different team members is because he's, like, abusing abusing his team members when they were kids. And they developed, like, Stockholm Syndrome. Ah. And it's like, this is weird. It's also really funny. But this is weird. Like, their Iron Man equivalent, he has a massive tumor in his brain. And he dies when a, when a wheelbarrow full of bricks falls on his head. But he thinks he's having sex with a massive meteorite to, stop, to save the Earth. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> so, do... Do, do a TV show based on that. <laughs> it was Gar- uh, Garth Ennis wrote it. 80 episodes. Or 80 issues, I should say. I could see FX doing something like that. I could see, like, HBO doing something like that. Because this, this was, like... They, they had a spinoff, or they did, like, a miniseries called Herogasm. And that kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. But, like... They're, in, they're doing that preacher show on... Yeah, on AMC. And it's like, how is this going to work? I've been surprised sometimes with some of the stuff they let them do on AMC, so... Yeah, but there's, like, a lot of violence and nudity and uh, language on in Preacher. <laughs> well, they probably won't show anything, but they can still do it. Like, Mad Men had a ton of Don Draper from people... They just don't show any of the nudity or show. There's only a certain amount of violence they can show, or whatever. You know, it'll be a toned down version of it. I think it's more just getting to tell the story and see it done on TV is gonna be what draws people. If it does at all, you know, it, it could be badly, but I mean, when the turn still got a second season, I am one of those that whenever AMC does an original series, it just doesn't. It just seems never to fail. Uh, I think the last thing was, uh, I didn't even know that they were, this was being done with movies now, but apparently Paranormal Activity 6 is only going to release in a certain number of theaters because they now have a new video on demand thing that if it hits, if it goes down to where it's only in a certain number of theaters, when, you know, when it starts, when the whole hype starts dying down for it. It, it, it can go on video on demand legally so like uh, a bunch of the chains like Regal and uh, Cinemark aren't going to show the movie because they don't like the fact that when it starts dying out 
it's going to just immediately go on video on demand and then it's going to cost you know the theater money basically to be showing it to no one Base, I think it's if it goes under like 300 theaters or something like that uh, so once it goes like a couple of weeks after it hits 300 theaters instead of the 1350 that it'll start at they it'll go on video on demand so apparently that pisses Cinemark and Regal off so they're not going to show it but AMC and a few other places are so you'll still be able to see it just you know if you don't have an AMC around you or Cineplex around you or something like that then you're kind of screwed but I don't know I mean uh, do you think uh, apparently also the Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse is going to have this problem too you think we're going to start seeing this now more often where like because of these video on demand agreements where you know it's start, starting to affect the theaters now with how quickly they're putting it there for download I mean, I like my theater that I go to, but it's also only like 450 for a show, which is fine. But most theaters now are expensive uh, and annoying to get through. Or, and I, people just want to like hang out at home and you know watch the movie them like by themselves or like on their big TV. Yeah, and just pay the price of the movie, not have to pay the price of whatever they want to charge you. And of course, you're gonna be sitting there for three hours, so you're more inclined to buy. At least a soda. I know for myself, I I can't get through the three hours without at least having something to drink. So it makes me where I have to buy the soda at least. I'm not a big popcorn person, so I can do without that. But just that's why you need to start smuggling in your own stuff. Carry a flask with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why it's good sometimes. You know, if when you go with with uh, the wife or another person that you know, has a purse. Put stuff in there, and then you can just eat it. Just carry a book. Just carry a book bag with you full of like Seven Eleven stuff. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't even. I've like so behind. I think I saw the first Paranormal Activity in the theater. And I saw the second one. That's about it. The Paranormal Activities. So I'm surprised they got to a six. Well, they're doing. They're up to like Saw Seven now, so I'm not. They're still. They, Wait, they made a Saw 7? They made a Saw 6, and they're trying to work on a Saw 7 now. Okay, I saw a Saw 6. Oh, yeah, that's, wow. That's amazing. Even though, didn't they just have the director, whoever it was, come out and say he should have stopped at 3? Yeah, so, probably. <laughs> just like Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, Mythbusters is now finished after next season, so... It's sad. I always liked that show. I didn't watch it all the time, but you know, they had a video game one last year, so I liked the show in principle, but around the like fifth season, that's where I kind of lost interest because it just got too silly. I agree with you. Like, and they split up the teams, so that kind of annoyed me because it's like I don't really like. I want to see these people interacting all with each other, not you know, well this one this this team does one thing and this other team does another and. I don't really care about the other team except except they had a they had a hot woman on the, on it for a while. <laughs> oh, that seems to be like a lie. Like I think what really when they go, oh, I had a hot girl on it. All right, watch it. I think what really broke me on it was I think they did like a Mythbusters episode like based on the Matrix too, and it's like 
you, you guys are really dumb, aren't you? Like, The Matrix, aside from it being a fictional movie, it takes place in a fictional reality. It takes place in a computer. Like, what are you, are you idiots or what? <laughs> what were they trying to disprove? They're, like, there's a scene in The Matrix 2 where, like, two semis hit each other, and I think one of them, like, flips, like, one of them goes through the other, or, like, flips over, or ripples or something, and, like, they did that experiment, and I said, no, they smashed into each other, like, you know, reality, like, what, what, no shit. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what it would do, right? It's like, well, why not, why not try to disprove the myth that you can get information by downloading it into your head, like, perform brain surgery on Adam and give him, give him the implant and see if it works. It's like, no. Like, it's a fictional movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. Eh, but I guess, you know, that one's for the ratings or to have the time with the movies. Yeah, I mean, it got kind of just too much, like, about just tying it into st certain stuff. Like, we got the Shark Week episode again. It's like the fifth one they've done. It's like, all right, we're yeah. kind of done now. <laughs> well, it's Discovery. You know they're going to try to tie in all their shows to, to that. But also, it's the end of the era. End of the era, because, like, like, that was, like, their last show, wasn't it? Like, they used to have, like, a bunch of other, like, reality-based... Not reality, but, like, profession-based shows. And they all yeah. just died. Or they all ended, like, years ago. So that was about it. Yeah, they did all kind of have that, where they're just, that was their, like, big shows that they had, and, yeah, I don't hear about that anymore from Discovery. Like, American shows. Chopper, or, Disco like, Man vs. Wild, or, like, yeah, that. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, doesn't Man vs. Wild still do stuff every now and Yeah, then? but it's, you know, it's not like a show, it's just, like, specials and stuff. Right. Yeah, like that guy that walked the... Grand Canyon or whatever it was. Yeah. Alright, so I guess we should end it with the games, the new releases and all that stuff. We So we've kind of pretty much talked about quite a few of them with both of us playing Tales of Zestria and, you know, Guitar Hero Live coming out, which the reviews are getting kind of mixed for that. Um, you know, uh, Mark talked about Tales of Borderlands and Life is Strange. Just Dance is what that is. You know, you pretty much know what that is at this point. Uh, but, you know, next week, well, and, and you also got Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which, who knows, maybe by next week, Mark will have received a review coffee or something. I, I, I know, we'll, we'll, plug it, we'll get it for the Xbox One. <laughs> well, I mean, he'll, he can take, I mean, if you say, hey, I want it, I'm sure he could get him to give you a, get him a PS4 code. Uh, most of the big companies, if you tell them I just want the other system, they'll give it to you. And some of the, some are really kind of sticklers for it, but most of them not really. Well, we typically don't don't get a lot of Ubisoft stuff in the first place, so. Yeah, true. We used to. I don't know what happened with that, but I think somebody might have trashed one of their games or something, and they didn't particularly care for that. That's what happens when you're a bit smaller. Uh, on the totem pole as far as, you know, websites for gaming. They <laughs> don't tolerate the 
somebody going off on a game or whatever. But I mean, as long as you're constructive about what you don't like, I think uh, you need to. You just gotta be careful with it. Uh, that being said, Halo 5 Guardians coming out next week. I can't wait for that. I'm not buying it on day one, but I'm excited. I'm a huge Halo fan, so. And then you got WWE 2K60, which this I just feel so bad for them. Like every every time they come out with a WWE game, it's like during some other big game coming out. They just they uh, their luck never never uh, gets. Uh, it's always during Assassin's Creed and during something else. So I guess they could pick another week and they never do. That's, that's on them. Uh, also, it's the same developer, so they get yeah. nothing. They get they get no quarter from me. <laughs> if they wanted to fix that series, you'd give it to someone else. <laughs> yep, that's true too. They really should take Ukes off that. Uh, the Minecraft story mode is coming out on Xbox One. It's not apparent. I guess the PS4 had like a week exclusivity or something. Um, that's what I played it on was PS4. So, um, so the Triforce Heroes. That comes out tomorrow, along with the Titans Creed, so... You're big excited for that? Apparently you can play the game by itself, so... Uh, just, it's not as fun, really. And the Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition comes out, uh, next week. So, if you're waiting to play that on the system, or just get the Enhanced Edition on your PC, you can do that. And, of course, the... I forgot this was coming out, that Darksiders 2 Death Inative Edition is coming out. Another MX versus ATV game. Had no earthly idea these were still getting made. Um, I could have swore that RPG Maker was in early access, right? I could have swore that that was no, because like an actual developer makes that, I think. Okay, well, uh, yeah, RPG Maker M5 or M, whatever it's supposed to be, <laughs> MV comes out, and of course the oh, Mugen Souls, another one of those sort of in the vein of hyperdimension and all that stuff uh, coming to PC so there you go you gonna get that one nope hopefully not <laughs> I will some probably somehow wind up for some dumb reason buying it just like I bought the second hyperdimension Neptunia <laughs> I'm getting uh, that Street Fighter Beta starting up this weekend. I'm got, I got into that on the PC, so we'll see how broken that is. Hopefully, it's not. He wanted to wait for that one. So. Well, that pretty much does it for this week. Sorry for some of the weird stuff that's happened on this episode. Uh, apologize, that's not a normal thing, but I normally try to not do this during the day for that reason. But it's kind of just happened that we did have to do it during the day. But, alright. Uh, well, until next week, everybody, enjoy your games. And we'll see you then. Uh, we, we might actually, never mind, before then, on Tuesday, uh, Sony's having that uh, press, the, the Paris Games press conference. And they're supposed to show a bunch of stuff there. Uh, we might be, it looks like we're going to be, at least uh, Mark's going to be on, myself, and Randy... Isbell might all be on to do a reaction podcast, so if you aren't up in the morning at 11.30, or if you live on the other side of the coast like Randy does, and you have to be up at 8.30 to watch it live, 
we'll be doing a reaction of it and you can listen to it right after so there you go mark uh you did what was your top i think top list? eight top eight king gear games yes so that was super popular as you can imagine i'm sure it was and one of them even was the tv tuner so, that was great that was awesome Hey, I bet it was for like that time. I mean, when pretty much the only way you can get like portable TV was to buy one of those portable TVs to sort of have one with a system. That's pretty awesome. Think about it back then. So, yeah, I'm doing. We're doing the top five Activision games this week. That does not include the Blizzard games. So, if you're thinking about that before we even put out the list, you'll be wrong. On that front, there will also be the WWE Hell in a Cell. 2015 roundtable because that pay-per-view is happening this weekend and yeah there's a Guitar Hero Live review out there on 401 there's quite a few other reviews that just all came in at once from Mr. Doug Yates uh, so you can check those out and of course the Fact of Fiction which I'm in and yeah uh, 4VC should be up uh, well in the, in the morning later later when you hear if you hear this today It'll be up uh, Thursday morning, so because I it's one of the guys that gave me quite answers gave them to me like you know pretty much 30 minutes after I was supposed to already have it turned in, and I got it in right at like midnight. And Jeremy was like, "Yeah, we already got something. Don't worry about it." Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, later, everybody. Later.